<laughs> she is, she's a strength of the family. She's a fixture of faith and she has been for me a mighty good friend because you don't need her to be a foe. <laughs> and so I am thankful that God has blessed us and kept us this long. I won't be long. Again, I will be like Elizabeth Taylor has been with every husband she had. <laughs> and uh, if you've got any, I'm, you know I'm from across the track, so I'm used to a little noise, you know. <laughs> so if you're gonna snore, do it in E flat. <laughs> <laughs> I have my friend and my brother, Pastor Wayne Shue is here. This time uh, last year, uh, June, my wife and I were along with uh, 29 of the family and contacts were recovering from COVID. And uh, my friend and my brother, Pastor Wayne Shue, was calling me to see about me. And a few days later, his wife contacted, they both contacted COVID. She was placed on a ventilator. And you know, that's not good news to hear, but she's here tonight. Amen. And she's a testimony of the grace of God. With that in mind, I ask that you would pray for our family. Even now, we have nine family members uh, with one death that has been touched by COVID and one is an infant baby and one is six years old. And so we invite you to pray for us as we, as we pray together and uh, plead the Lord to help us in these difficult times. I've asked my friend and brother, Pastor Wayne, uh, if he would come and read for us our scripture tonight and lead us in prayer. And then we will see what the Lord has to say for the next four hours, amen. Don't take the notes. <laughs> Good evening. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Just be two verses, verse 1 and 2 tonight. If you found it, say amen. 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 Ezekiel 37. Be Ezekiel 37, verses 1 and 2. Let's stand for the reading of God's word unless you are providentially hindered. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Let us pray. 
Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before your throne this morning or this evening. But we come upon bended knees and humbled heart, thanking you most of all for your Son Jesus that died upon the cross that we might have life eternal. And Father, I pray now that you pour your Holy Spirit out upon this service tonight. I pray that you will anoint Dr. Scott with that Holy Spirit and shield him behind the cross and give him the words you would have him to say and just open our hearts and minds to accept it, Father. And Father, I pray for Dr. Hunt as he continues to labor here on, his, on this field. Pray for his whole family. Father, I pray for those that has already been mentioned, those that have contracted COVID, those that have been exposed to COVID, those that are in the hospital, because you do know the needs, the causes, and the problems. And I pray you reach down from above in a divine way and touch each one and heal them according to your will. But Father, most of all, I pray you come here tonight. You show up and show out in this service tonight. Let your power be seen and your mercy received. We thank you so much for the grace that you've given to us. Thank you for the life blessings and those blessings that are yet to come. These things we ask in your precious holy name. Amen. Tonight, I want to focus on that verse 2 that Wayne read for us. It talked about the prophet being transported by the Spirit to a situation that's somewhat because it's a spiritual journey, but for us it's a literal journey. It suggests where we are that we are in a valley of dry bones. And with that in mind, I want to speak from this subject tonight, tag a text, it happened in the valley. It happened in the valley. Our present plight will cause the best of us to cower, to struggle every now and then, and to even ask the question, not only God why, but God when. God shows the prophet a, a vision in a valley. They are dry bones. They are dead bones. They are detached. They are uh, dead. Dr. Quincy had to be called. They are dead, abandoned in a desolate place, a valley. They were left to wither in the valley. There was no morgue who would take them in. No mortuary would do a service. And no minister could be found just to say a committal. They were bones, dead, desolate, dry, detached, 
in the valley. We're in a valley of bones today. Our nation is in a valley of dry bones today. And if we do not hear from the Lord, where will we be? Uh, we were once a nation that was strong and spiritual and sensitive, but because of our rebellion against God, our rejection of godliness, and our refusal to listen, even like uh, the prodigal son who decided that what his father had was not good enough. And he rebelled against his father, disrespected his father by literally saying to him, I can't wait for the natural process. I can't wait for you to die. So break me off a piece and let me go. And you know, uh, Luke tells us that he went into a far country and a far country is not geographic, it is spiritual. And we are a nation that have rebelled against God. I haven't said a word about the stench that's in the valley that comes with death. I've had, as Pastor Dr. Hunt, two or three occasions where I'm called to a home where someone has died and has literally laid in the house for three or four days. You can't stand it. It is nauseating. It is crippling. And it is a smell you will never forget. And here it is, an open valley of dead, dry, desolate, and detached bones. They have not been embalmed. They have been left to lay rot in a valley. Can I help y'all here tonight? Aren't you glad to know that the Lord will show up? Now, can I say it like I want to say it, like we say it across the track? This is the way we say it across the track. This is how y'all say it. God is on Kairos time. And we are on Kronos time. Kronos simply says you've got to be here at a certain time to do what you need to do. But God is on Kairos time. That's how y'all say it. This is how we say it. He may not come when you want him. But when he shows up, he's on time. Even in a valley with dead, desolate, dry, and detached bones. When he shows up, he shows up with a word for your worry. And you know, we need to, 
we need to exercise the demon of fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power and love and sound mind. So he has a word for your worry. God shows us a way for our waywardness. And guess what he's doing, Woodland Hills? He's calling us back to him. Are you with me tonight? And then God has a wonder for your weariness. I heard someone say that they asked the question, what is a miracle? And the old preacher said, a miracle is when God puts his work clothes on and shows up in human experience and do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Is there a witness in the house that God will show up and do for you what you cannot do for yourself? And what you ought to do is just take your hands off of it, step back, and just say, right on, King Jesus, do what you will do for us. God shows Ezekiel a vision. He unveils mysteries, and he uncovers truth. And what are visions from God? The word says, without a vision, the people perish. And when God gives visions, the vision says to us, regardless to how dry they are, there's still hope. Regardless to how dead they are, there is still help. Are y'all with me here tonight? And regardless to how detached they are, there is still healing. God can bring this nation back together again. In Ezekiel 37, uh, verses chapters 4 through 7, Ezekiel speaks of the coming judgment. In chapters 8 through 11, Ezekiel speaks of the Lord's glory leaving the temple. There is the story of a young fella called to a church. They were rough, might have been rough country Southern Baptist. I don't know, not sure. But uh, they gave him a rough time and he was on his knees crying to the Lord. The Lord, why did you send me down? These people, they don't love you. They don't love the work. Why did you send me down? And the Lord said, I didn't tell you to go. I left there a long time ago. The question is, has the glory of the Lord left the place? Chapters 12 through 14, 24, Ezekiel gives a call to repentance. And the word repentance is metanoim, is a change of action wrought by a change of heart. And so, we need to come to grips with the fact that we've got to turn back to God. Are y'all with me? That's the only way we're going to make it. We've got to turn. We've got to fall on our face and confess our sins before him. Chapters 33 through 39, 
Ezekiel speaks to a nation about the travails and the restoration. And the paramount, the apex of this is in Ezekiel 37. And actually, when you look at the sermon he preached, I think you would appreciate the fact that the brother is so brief. It's not a long sermon. Matter of fact, it's only 10 words. Wouldn't he? Wouldn't you appreciate a 10-word sermon? You could get the lubies sooner if it's a 10-word sermon. It's not the length, it's the strength of the word. Are y'all with me here? And in that 10-word sermon that's preached tonight by Ezekiel, he gives us the hope of resurrection, the help of restoration, and the healing that comes through redemption. And you do know without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sin. Got three things I want to say. And uh, we'll celebrate together. Uh, brother musician, just come on up and hit E flat. You don't have to call it, just hit it three times and we'll have some fun and get up out of here. But in verse one, if you have your Bible, in the text, you will see the assignment to the valley. The prophet says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley full of dry bones. How do you get the assignment? You get it by selection. God still does the calling. I know there are some who went, but it's better when you were sent. God still does the calling. This is not a profession we choose. This is a divine calling. And the danger of our time today is you can buy books, you can buy sermons, you can hook up to the right Facebook page and get all of the information you need to do the work. But if God's hand is not upon you, it's just a job for you. But when God got his hands on you, it's a joy, y'all. And if you don't know anything else, I do know this. Dr. Charles Hunt, God's got his hand on him because he's been selected for a task. There is the selection and there is the separation. Uh, the Hebrew word renders separation. He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. In other words, in order, in order for God to show us something sometimes, 
He's got to take us from some stuff to take us to the place where he wants us to be so he can show us some things. And we need to learn how to be sensitive so that we can follow the lead of God and know where he wants us to be so he can speak to us clearly. But hold it. Got one more. We, his, we see his selection. We see his separation. But we also see his submission. He set me down in the midst of a valley. Now, you know, all of us want to get called to the Vatican. Uh, Woodland Hills, don't tell Dr. Hunter I said that, but if y'all got an opening, you know, if y'all want to give some dog meat a try, I, you know, just give me a call, I, you know, just got to learn how to put it in E flat and get with it. We'll have fun every Sunday. But wherever you are, you have to be satisfied with the fact that this is where God wants you to be. You have to be submissive to God to be in the place and hold it. Check this out. He's going to a place where they don't have a deacon's ministry. They don't have a ladies' society ministry. They don't have Sunday school. They don't have a praise and worship team. And thank God they don't have trustees. <laughs> Might be good or bad. I don't know. But he's in a place where he literally will have nothing to work with. But he's willing to go. And somebody here tonight ought to say, Lord, use me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. And like the prophet Isaiah, I'll say what you want me to say. The assignment to the valley. Verse 2 and 3, there is the assessment of the valley. Are y'all with me? Can I read it to you? And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. What is the assessment in the valley? He saw that there were many bones in the valley and they were very dry. It's a picture of lamentation. Hey, death with no attending. That's lamenting, y'all. And aren't you tired of every time you turn the TV on, all you see is just bad news, more bad. Aren't you tired of bad news? I got some good news tonight. God is still on the throne. Are y'all with me tonight? Well, let me give you my little go home point and I'll get back to it. The same God on the mountain is still God in the valley. There's the lamentation. But in verse 3a, 3A, the prophet admits 
his limitation. Can these bones live again? And guess what the prophet said? I'm sure he did like me. Stuck his hands in his pocket. Shook the few nickels he had. And simply said, I don't know. Can I help y'all here tonight? You can help yourself greatly by admitting what you don't know. Just admit what you can't do. You know, we have, we have to give folk the impression that we have an answer for everything. But I learned how to get smart. I don't know that. But I'll check on it. And I'll get back with you. Might be 10 years later. <laughs> but you'll help yourself by admitting that you don't know everything. You have limitations. And guess what God does? God works within your infirmities. Amen. He does his best, best work where you are weak. When I am weak, then I am strong. Because I'm depending upon the Lord. We see his limitation. We see his limitation. But in verse 3b, we see his liberation. He said, now you know if I was across the track, folk would be excited about that, you know. That one, you know, they'd know, well, he getting to the third point. We getting ready to have some fun up in here. But what is his liberation? He said, Lord, I don't know. But you know. How long will pandemic, pandemic last? I don't know. But he knows. How long will we revisit uh, the Mason-Dixon line of separation in the White House and the Congress I don't know, but he knows. How long will we stay separate from each other because we are different, not realizing that God made us different to complement each other and not to contend with each other. How long? I don't know, but God knows. Here's the go home, y'all. You have the assignment to the valley. You have the assessment of the valley. But in verses four and, and seven, you have the agreement in the valley. Verse four, he said unto me, prophesy and say to the bone, oh, Ye dry bone, hear the word of the Lord. What's the agreement? Can I help you here? When you spend your time, let me say it this way, your time with God is precious. Spend time with God. Study his word. Stay on your knees and stay in speaking terms with God. 
Can I tell y'all about speaking terms? We've all had them. 44 years, hoping I've been together, but we've had some moments. We've been in the house, but we wasn't in the house. You know, when, you, when you're not on speaking terms, it's when you get up in the morning and say, good morning, and she say, you're another one. <laughs> when you're not on speaking terms. And you know, when Harvey came, and you know, I always wanted an RV. I tried to steal it from FEMA, but they wouldn't let me keep it. <laughs> I always wanted me an RV to take to the deer camp. You know, I, I said, if I get one, I'm gonna keep it. But, but we stayed in that RV, and after about, about two months, and that cramped up in that little place, I was ready to kill her, and she was ready to kill me. And there were moments when we were in the place, but we had no fellowship. Y'all don't hear me. And whatever you do, y'all, stay on speaking terms with God. Your time with God is precious. He said unto me, prophesy. Are y'all with me? And you know, uh, you don't have to bring much to the text. Just say what God said. You know, it's, it's good to have books and aids and visuals, but when you stand, y'all don't want to know about politics. You don't want to know about disparity. You really want to know, is there a word from the Lord? Are y'all with me? Your time with God is precious. Uh, just preach a 10-word sermon. Not long, but strong. I was in the, uh, I'm from El Dorado, Arkansas. El Dorado High School, class of 72. I was in the band. And, uh, I wanted to play a trumpet, but my band director told me my lips were too big. <laughs> and so he stuck a tuba in my hand. And I said, well, Louis Armstrong has big lips. He said, but you don't have Louis Armstrong talent. <laughs> and so I played a tuba. And my senior year high school, the symphonic band, we headed to all state. We had just left regionals with a Division I ranking, going to Allstate, but, and the music we were pre preparing, had prepared for Allstate, we played in regionals, and I had uh, a piece in that, and the critique was, he needs to be more emphatic, because I had a solo. It was in the piece called Carmina Burana, it is five sections and 25 movements. Every facet of music is in that piece. Uh, it has uh, fortissimo and piamissimo. Yeah, you another one of them. It had moderato and it had largo and it had adercio. It had all of that in that one piece. But I had a one slurred note Solo. 
in the treble clef, it was F sharp upper to F sharp lower on a slur. And so while everybody else was playing and the critique said, get your part with a little more emphasis, I watched everybody else play. I counted the rest because I wanted to do my best when my solo came. And guess what? It was just one, two, and I was through. Y'all don't hit me. Just like it came, it went. Wasn't long, but it was emphatic. And whatever gift God has given you, use it for his glory and his honor, and God will get the praise. Do y'all hear me? Ezekiel's sermon wasn't long, but it was strong. O ye dry bone, hear the word of the Lord. And the time came, verse 7a, your time with God is precious. Your trust in God is paramount. Because there will be times when we stand, all we will have is what God has said. And if you stand with what God has said, Woodland Hills, that's all you need. Say what God said. Are y'all with me? He said, and so I prophesied as I was commanded. I simply said what God said. Are you with me? Well, I'm out of here. Your time with God is precious. Your trust in God is paramount. Your truth from God is powerful. He said, and as I prophesied, bones, that was a noise. Oh, we'd be having fun across the track, y'all. That was a shaking in the valley, and bone joined itself together with bone. Are y'all with me? How did that happen with just a one word or one line sermon? And all of this happened. Can I read between the lines and tell you what Ezekiel said in those 10 words? Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Can I tell you what he did? He preached the virgin verb. He preached the valued teachings of Jesus. He preached the virtuous life of Jesus. He preached the validated miracles of Jesus. Anybody here waking up yet? He preached the violent suffering of Jesus and the vicarious death of Jesus, the victorious resurrection of Jesus, the viewed ascension of Jesus, the vantage intercession of Jesus, and the visible return of Jesus. He preached life. And guess what I discovered? That when you show up with the book, 
even in the valley, and say what God said, guess what you'll discover? The God on the mountain is still God in the valley. Whatever is wrong, he'll make it right. The God of the good times is still God in the bad times. And the God in the day of the day is still God in the night. I rest my case. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He gave me about an hour left. Amen. <laughs> I, I like to preach after that. Hey, we're, we're just going to have a time. Pam's going to sing for us. And uh, these altars are open. If you want to come and you want to kneel and pray or you want to come and stand and pray, you want to bring someone with you, you do that. I remind you again just what, what has already been said. Our God. He's, he's still God. He's still God. Would you just bow your head and let's just listen to Pam sing. And you come. These altars are open. You come. God speaks to your heart. If you need me, 